When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, this is uh, Shane, the host of From the Shadows podcast, and I'm here with Jason, the super producer. Greetings, everybody. And the one and the only resident skeptic, the Ozark Howler. Hey, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> can you can you guys tell the excitement of the Howler? Uh, well. <laughs> no? No, all right. I, you, know, I, you, you know me, man. I try to under-promise and over-deliver, right? Uh, so, so I don't need to catch you. Hey, I don't need catchy phrases. I don't need snappy hooks. I don't need any no clickbait with me. Okay, ah. it's the real deal. There you go. Well, for all for all of our new listeners, since we're a new member of the Odyssey Radio Network, we'd like to invite everybody to stick around after this short intro and check out what we like to call the midweek howl. And what the midweek howl is is it's just our little uh, story time with the with the Ozark Howler. Um, in which we try to try to lighten your week up a little bit with a, with a fit 10, 15 minutes of laughter. So stick around, laugh with us, enjoy the stories. Um, no harm, no foul. Um, so just be ready to, uh, to, to go to a world that uh, you probably hoped didn't exist in the world. And expect to be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Expect to be entertained. So you got it. You, do you have any warnings or? Uh, no, you know what? Though uh, I wasn't. But what I was going to say is, so may, maybe I, after I just told you, there's a hook. There's no hook. There's a, there's a there's a hook. You know, I I think I said it earlier on the last one. I did with you guys. You know, I I got a story for almost everything. You know, because I just been on. I was on the street for almost thirty years, so I got a story for everything. So if if you got a subject, send it to From the Shadows podcast, and I'll tell you a story about it. Yeah, yeah. And for the, I guess for those new listeners, the Howler has 30 years of being a sheriff, a highway patrolman, uh, air marshal, a homeland security, and, and probably a lifetime of just being an all-around funny dude. So, redneck, uh, man. Redneck. Redneck. <laughs> There you go, <laughs> so we hope we hope that uh, you give us give give this little segment a chance and go check out the holler and uh, like you said, if you got some stories that you guys are interested in, you know, asking about or if he's going to have to send it to you guys because I'm not on social media, so it's got to go. Yeah, he's not. He's not on social media, so so if you really really want to say some good stuff about him, we'll share it with him. And if you say some bad stuff about him, don't waste your time. He won't ever hear it. We'll. He's kind of fragile, so we won't let him. So, with that, thanks for welcoming welcoming us onto the Odyssey Radio Network, and we hope that uh, you enjoy the show. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get the uh, vacation special episode 
of the uh, midweek howler started here. Um, if only our super producer had been recording the last 45 minutes of the pre pregame, we'd be done. <laughs> we'd be done. <laughs> we'd, right, be done. we'd be done. But uh, so everybody tuning in for this uh, edition of the midweek howl. We got uh, the super producer Jason somewhere in his his bunker, his very own bunker. I'm in my Amazon the, bunker. His Amazon bunker. We got the Ozark Howler deep in the Ozarks in his bunker. Mm-hmm. And joining joining me uh, from our vacation deck from our deck at our vacation home here in the Outer Banks is a very special guest for this episode, Mr. Todd Redman, our first. Our first uh, sponsor for the uh, From the Shadows podcast, whose cute little daughter, Reese, uh, does from time to time. Reese is something to think about. So, Todd, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks, Todd. Good to see you again. (laughs) You too. So, So, for those who don't know, first of all, the Howler last couple episodes threw the gauntlet down saying anybody out there has a topic that they want to talk about, he's got a story for it. So I thought, it. so I thought, what about, well, for those who don't know, Todd is a, the, the patriarch of a garbage business, right? Yes. Right? Yes. And uh, that his parents started back in 1967. Oh, yeah, long time, and uh, so he's got some good garbage, garbage man stories. Okay, so I thought, okay, let's put the howler to the test. <laughs> Can he go toe to toe with Todd on garbage man stories? Now I will warn you that some of these garbage man stories that Todd may tell may or may not include a much younger version of myself. So anything that may sound incriminating is purely sensationalized for the for the podcast <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so so um so todd get get us started get give me give me give me what one of your best one of my best garbage, garbage truck stories now if we've lost half the audience here because they're like man i don't want to hear a garbage man story so i'm sorry about um, their luck Sorry about the There's got to be bodies in the trash or something. No, right? no, not that we looked at. Um, <laughs> we assumed maybe there was a few. Um, most of my garbage truck stories have to deal with my friends, including Grover, uh, over the course of uh, our many years growing up in uh, Bucyrus, Ohio. Most we don't got to tell them where it's at, man. Most of my friends worked for my parents at one time or another. Summer jobs. Uh, quite some interesting stories uh, when we would get bored on the trash truck. Um, but just to start, just uh, got to understand my dad and mom started it in 67. And my dad drove for probably 45 years. Absolutely loved being in the garbage truck. Uh, practically lived in the garbage just truck. Because he liked completing a task or being the service person or seeing everybody in town or what? Seeing everybody in town. Just being out and about. Now, the thing of it was, we start typically 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning to avoid a lot of traffic and a lot of the riffraff and usually dealing with a lot of uh, sleepy workers other than my dad. My dad was always wide awake. (laughs) (laughs) And you you guys got to understand, this was one of those garbage. This wasn't in like an in-town, in our town, okay? They serviced rural customers out in the country in the, right out yes. in the country and those little yes. towns of like a thousand two thousand people you know so we yeah. we didn't spend a whole lot of time in a big metropolis but uh, small towns are a lot more fun anyway. yeah a lot more fun so <clears throat> anyhow not to name any names but like i said most of my friends work for my dad at one point or another over the course of the years and my dad i don't know if it helped him stay young but he lived vicariously through a lot of my buddies and a lot of their stories, whether or not they'd be true or not. But anyhow, are you questioning some of the stories that I told? Just this is just a comical story in the garbage truck, and especially running the hours we worked, 
we broke down quite a lot in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. And at the time, we did have a mechanic, and he actually he still was doing work for us up till a couple of months ago, that would come out and make service calls anywhere we were at the middle of the night if my dad could get a hold of it. So one morning, my dad and two of my friends who were workers in the truck broke down about 5 in the morning in a small little town near a high school but in rural Crawford County. And they broke down right by a payphone right by a general store in this little town. So my dad went and used a payphone, and this is pre-cell phone days. This was probably early 90s, and went and called our mechanic, told him what you know something was up with the garbage truck. Mechanic's like, you know, hang tight. I'll be there in about an hour. So they all climbed back up in the truck, and this is probably 4 or 5 in the morning, <clears throat> excuse me, and they fall asleep until the mechanic headlights and stuff wake them up and they all kind of slowly get out of the truck and they're trying to figure out what the problem is with the garbage truck well my dad gets out of the truck first and takes a leak like behind one of the tires and then goes and greets the mechanic and they're kind of trying to solve this so one of my very eager friends gets out shortly after that rubbing the sleep out of his eyes and starts, you know, snooping around the truck trying to figure out what this problem is. Well, he sees this leak underneath the cab, not knowing what it was. So something inspired him to get down and put his finger in it and taste it to see if it was leaking antifreeze. And so he hops back up. He's like, well, it ain't leaking antifreeze. And my dad is like, well, I know. That's my piss. I just pissed there. So this day, and like I said, I'm not naming this individual. He denies it, even though I heard the story like five hours after would it happened. Would this individual be... Um, we're not naming would him. Would this individual be the... the he's, he's just... Would he, would he now work at a location that the Hozar Collar used to work at? Well, he's, he's the, very highly respected, and he's got a very... Pillar of the High community. Power job. Yeah. He's a pillar of the so community. He's the commander yes. of the highway patrol. He's post? a pillar of the community. Oh my goodness. He's a pillar of the community. So we haven't let him live that down to this day. Why I would taste Is that his name? Is what's his nickname? Piss or what? Piss no, shot. No. 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 Yeah, there's old pissy. I wouldn't taste anything coming out of the garbage truck. So, yeah. uh, no. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, that's that is a good one. That, that is, is very good. good. <laughs> good so, how are you? Got a good? You got you good? You got well, I mean, how do you top that? I've never. I mean, the the, the out here in the Oz, you know, see, Ohio was was settled what 30, 40 years before Missouri. Oh, jeez. Okay, so there's okay, so nineteen years. So, so. But it was settled prior to the statehood, so it was settled a couple of generations. So, so people from here just seem to be a little smarter than that, you know, because they would die if they did. But uh, I don't even know how to even, you know, what 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 I thought about though is you're telling me. I remember I grew up in rural Missouri where there before trash service. I mean that was a big deal when and and you obviously know because. Your dad had to go out and develop those routes, right? Yes. I mean, he uh, had to, yeah. So it, I remember that them coming around and saying, we're going to have a garbage truck because pre this, I mean, we kind of grew up on a, you know, I mean, it was a farm, but it was a hill farm. And before that, we burned everything. Yeah. I mean, I, when I think about how, how. We just threw uh, it out in the woods. Well, we farmers, had a big, we had a kind of a big ditch up in the woods and we put everything there. And when it'd get a bunch, my old man would go up there with a bunch of gas or something and light it on fire. Now yeah. I didn't what and you just yes. burn it down and pilot it, but I, you know my fondest memories is me and my big brother and another kids are we'd go up over the twenty twos and shoot rats because there was real rats in the junk pile you know <laughs> and glass bottles I mean I remember shooting glass bottles by the by the bushel basket load you know no ear no ear protection no eye protection you know <laughs> I tell you what I was really pre Antifa I could go out and mess some shit up if I wasn't old fat now. In, inclined to do so, because you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, burning trash and breaking glass is is, is you were, 
you, something that's I like, knew. I mean, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you, had, you got your bachelor's degree. Well, in, that's in, right. In, in social activism. Yeah, you Absolutely. went through your uh, academy you guys, training you for your Antifa academy hey, training. You guys are old enough to all remember glass bottles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Both signs, mailboxes, and just fucking breaking Whoa, 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 whoa. I, we weren't vandals. Well, it's not really vandals. You're liberating the glass. <laughs> hey, You're turning I, it right back to earth. To, now, uh, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Hmm? Now, well, now, well, Todd was, uh, he, he was telling that story. I, I, dude, what about the story where your, your dad at, at, at Ridges fell asleep? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll sleep at where? Okay, so, so, so I'll let I'll set this up a little bit, but but so his dad, Todd's dad, you know, he went on what two hours of sleep a day, basically. Two or three. So you know, he get a, he because he didn't want to miss anything, so he'd stay up till ten o'clock, you know, get up at one, ready ready to get on the garbage truck. So anytime he could catch some sleep, he took advantage of it. He could, I mean, we could jump off. I ain't kidding you. He could jump off the back. We could jump off the back of the garbage truck, throw a can in, empty it, turn it, and he'd be a sound asleep at the steering wheel up at the front. We have to buzzer him, okay? So, so knowing that he could fall asleep, to snap. Todd's going to tell you probably one of the funniest. So, stuff. so like yeah, like Shane said, my dad could sleep at the stop at the drop of a hat, and my dad knew everybody. So he had a guy that would paint and repair our trash dumpsters at his farm. Not really a farm, but he had a big barn behind his house. He lived in rural Bucyrus as well. And like I said, this is a really pre-cell phone. So my dad would just swing in at his shop when he was done with the route to see if a dumpster was ready. And if it wasn't, he'd go on his merry way and go home. So he stopped in this guy's house one day. It was during the school week, probably eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And the guy had a dumpster done. My dad was finished with his route. He was going to go deliver this freshly painted dumpster somewhere. So he hooked the truck up to it. And my dad always wore earplugs in the garbage truck, even though it was hard to hear there anywhere else, hard to hear in the garbage truck anyhow. He thought he was saving his hearing. So if you would get in the cab with him, you had to almost scream for him to hear you. But anyhow, he thought nobody was home at this guy's farmhouse because the guy had a second job. I think he worked at a local factory. So he was going to take a nap at this guy's house. So he just, it's a nice day out. He lays down in this guy's gravel driveway. and (laughs) Not even in the truck. Not even in the truck. Just, no, just, no, he gets out and he's laying in this guy's driveway with like his arms crossed, <laughs> laying down in the driveway with his earplugs in. And the truck, truck, the truck's running. running. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so the truck's running. So all that noise. He's this, got his earplugs in. This guy's daughter, who was probably a freshman in high school, happened to be homesick, and she gets up. And she looks out like the kitchen window and she sees Mr. Redman laying in the driveway. Truck running. Yeah. And so she's she's freaked out. So she calls her mom wherever her mom works. And she's like, Mom, Mr. Redman's laying in the driveway. She's like, well, is he okay? And she's like, I don't know. So her mom says, well, go out and try to talk to him. So she goes outside, doesn't get super close to my dad and starts yelling at him. Mr. Redman, Mr. Redman, you okay? And my dad doesn't respond. So she calls 911. And next thing you know, like the fire department or whoever comes <laughs> rolling in there. He's still asleep. Still asleep. Truck running. And earplugs in. this little girl's just mortified and in tears. And they're Thank consoling you. her because they thought, you know, she he's thinks dead. my dad's dead. dead. And I'm... they go over and finally one of the guys like shakes him. And he's like, yeah, what's what's going on? And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I didn't think anybody was home. I was just taking a nap. And <laughs> the, Kelly, I'm not going to say her last name, was just petrified. And, you know, like my my she thought she was seeing a ghost when my dad got up and he had to go like console her and be like, I'm so sorry. She ended up writing a paper about it 
when she was like a junior or senior in high school because she ended up running track with my sister and like I think my sister has a copy of that paper somewhere. It because, didn't, it didn't phase. Yeah, didn't and it phase, didn't phase my dad. Just, oh, I was just sleeping. I didn't think anybody was home. You know, nothing about it. And yeah, that was that was not uncommon for him to sleep anywhere. Oh my god! He, he wow. Would, he he was notorious, man. And you you'd get it sucks. Let me tell you, being a 19, 20 year old kid. Working on the garbage truck. Working on a garbage truck in the summertime. And you didn't, I mean, come on, one o'clock. God, stink. Stink. Yeah, but we we just want to get done. And And my dad just loved it. Yeah, and the next thing you know, though, like four o'clock in the morning, sometimes he'd be like, Well, Grover, I'm tired. We're going to pull over and take a nap. (laughs) What what do you mean, take a nap? I just want to get done. You know how uncomfortable it is to take a nap in the in the passenger seat of a garbage truck? Passenger I mean, seat of almost anything. I right, know. right. I know. I know. But he, yeah, it was, it, oh, God. We used to do some crazy stuff on there. He had he had a key almost to every local rural school. He was friends with the janitors, and they would give him <laughs> keys so he could stop in the middle of the night and use the bathroom. I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times he'd go in and use the bathroom. And fall asleep. Or or come back out through the cafeteria with uh, some, some graham bread. crackers. Some, I was thinking milk, two little <laughs> milk cartons of milk crackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one of the schools was going to close, and this was after my dad wasn't driving much, and it had probably been five years since I had been in the, that school. We had picked him up, but I hadn't been been in the school. And the janitor came and asked me for my dad's extra set of keys. He's like, hey, I need those. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea where those are. He's like, you're serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I could get in trouble for that. Like, I have no idea where my dad's keys are. Yeah, I never realized the uh, the power of the garbage man. Of the garbage man. Yep. <laughs> and, I mean, and he knows, I, knew or knows. You know, I, I, I remember I, there was, I was reading a, um, I get my, you know, I'm getting so old. Time has really accelerated in my last few years for whatever reason. And in like 2010 or 12, there was a girl in Ramadi or Baghdad, Iraq that had a blog going. Now you can imagine Baghdad or Ramadi, Iraq. And, and she was, and I don't, I get confused because about the game anymore, the difference between Shias and Sunnis, but she was in the minority her entire life. For her people for a thousand years have been in the minority. And 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 the crux of her blog was even though they had been picked and you know, we had come, coalition forces had come and and, and removed the government and and theoretically they weren't the minorities anymore. And you know, we give them all this newfound freedom. Can you hear me? I'm getting some buzzing in the background. For some reason. Oh yeah, we can hear you. Oh, is that the ocean? Is that yeah, you guys yeah, aren't yeah. the ocean? No, I don't know what that is, but it just went away. It was the wave going back out. Anyway, no. to make a long hey. story even longer, Jason, don't, Jason, don't ruin the ambiance, man. It's All the right. ocean. Okay, you always to, gotta be a buzzkill, man. To make a long story <laughs> even longer, what she said was, as bad as it was being a minority in that country, at least with Saddam, the freaking trash, uh, the trash was picked up. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's the first, that's the first thing anybody talks about, man. If you go into a big city, man, it's, right. it's either clean or there's trash laying all over the place. Well, hey, you know, because they're burning it all. So <laughs> I try to see the positive of everything and they just seem to be picking everything up that's flammable and some things that aren't and burning them, Right. So maybe this social unrest, if that's what you want to call it, is uh, really a godsend. Uh, it cured COVID. It cured COVID almost overnight. <laughs> so, so like we were saying before we went on air, how'd you like to be the garbage man going downtown? No, thank you. I don't even know. Uh, 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 I don't know if, it, like in Minneapolis, where I lived for a long time, I don't even know if there's any. Especially on that south side, I don't even know if there's any garbage to pick up anymore because they, I mean, there's no places to pick it up. 
You know? Yeah. The only thing it's, glass. That's the only thing you can pick up now is glass. Yeah. Hey, I, saw, burnt. I was in a conversation the other day about a house that burnt on the inside. Yep. And the people talking about it couldn't believe that the fire department didn't clean up the house after it burnt. I said, "What are you? What, what you did talking? they think that that was gonna gonna you, like, like that was clean up, like, clean up? Yeah, like that was part of the fireman's job." Well, it ought to be. They don't do much else. They ought to just let the things burn all the way down. I don't understand this. Try to pick them up, and then you got to burn. Excuse me, burn down a house. Let them all burn down to the basement. You know, when I was going to retire, <laughs> I, I what? <laughs> Think about it. Just let them burn all the way down. You know, I was a cop, and they were always into it with the firemen. You know what I mean? And oh, I yeah. remember yeah. the old guy that that was a that had left the police department, had run, uh, had a lot of rental property. Had some very successful businesses. He I, to this day he's very. I mean he's retired. Lives down on the coast and on the beach, down by Orange Beach, Alabama. But I just remember for the longest time he wanted to. Uh, every year the, the fire department budget got bigger and bigger, and 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 I just remember he used to just want he say, you know, we just need a, a checkbook that says fire department on city hall. And when your house burns down. You just walk down to City Hall and say, hey, I lived at 921 West Elm, and my house burnt down. It was valued at 250000 and City Hall could just write you a check because in a whole year, they'd only have, like, one structure fire and a couple of car fires. So his point was we could Rather just pay, pay for the damage. <laughs> yes. Hey, they got they had this thing for the, these buses, you know, and, and the city got, I don't remember, they spent a million dollars on buses, and their average passenger count was like five per bus or something weird like that. And he read, what? <laughs> five per bus? <laughs> yeah, it was something real. You know, because people yeah. didn't ride us. You know what I mean? Everybody's got a car. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, his big thing there was for what one bus cost, they could buy five Lincoln Continentals, I think is what it was. And and he said those yeah. bus drivers would be more comfortable driving a Lincoln. It'd be more efficient. People would people wouldn't have the the, the negative connotations of riding a the bus. They would just always be dropped <laughs> off in a Lincoln, and, and it would help the community. Just buy them Lincoln Continentals, and, and, so and so it'd be it's like a real driving Miss Daisy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. But back <laughs> oh. to the fire. And I got so many fire stories. When I was going to retire, I I started. I, I went. I got my adjuster's license. And in Minnesota, there's all these fires. You just can't imagine all these fires that ultimately end up with the garbage man picking all this stuff up. And when I say all this stuff, dumpsters, usually it's roll-off dumpsters. And and uh, the, you know what the in, most interesting thing you were talking about, they were worried, the, they wondered why the fire department didn't clean it up. I've seen some of them where they, you get a fire in the wintertime and they go dump about 30 or 40 or 50,000 gallons. If you're in town, they get good hydrants. They'll dump thousands of gallons a minute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they'll turn two things. The outside will turn to icicles, but the downstairs will fill up three, four, five, six feet deep because all this junk gets in a drain. So they, you know, the basements can't drain mm-hmm. and they turn into a block of ice. And as an adjuster, you can't settle the, you know, you're talking to like be your, your house frozen, basement full of ice. Hey, Mr. Lewis or Mr. Grove, what'd you have in the basement? You know, I mean, you'd say, I have a 70 inch curved Magnavox TV brand spanking new. Okay. You got a receipt? No, it's just right down there. Well, how in the hell can we walk down there? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. But normally, you just you roll off dumpsters and they throw everything in the dumpster, and you just stand there and take pictures of it, or your contents are just worse. But but uh, I, you know, I've seen sixteen. Now, this means something to you. What's the big roll off dumpster? Sixteen yards? Eighteen yards? What's the big uh, 30, 30, 30 yard. yard. Yep. Okay. So I seen 16 dumpsters come out of one house in northern Iowa. How much? Six. 16 dumpsters. It was an old woman that lived there with her two daughters. She was in her 90s. They were in their 60s. None of the two 60-year-old daughters had never been married. They had just several thousand acres that they just cash rented. So, so especially the last 10 or 15 years, you guys know in Ohio what that cash rent payments bring in. They had hundreds of thousands of dollars in income, 
and they just they bought shoes, they bought clothes, they bought, they bought, they bought, they bought, they bought, and they got in a fight. I'm trying to think how it all went down. They got in a fight. One sister killed the other sister. Mom had a stroke. Probate made them. What? Yeah, and I was going to say an insurance company, but I don't want to say it. What trailer park was this? This was a big old, big old two-story farmhouse with a basement out in the country. That basement, yeah. And so when she killed her sister, she lit the place on fire, but they saved it. And um, you know, the fire department, some of the rural fire departments are very well funded, and they were able to save it. But had sixteen roll-off dumpsters come out of one house. I had. (laughs) What's left? What would be left? I seen I seen like three or four roll off dumpsters. I don't remember now. That came out of a double wide. What? Now listen to me. It was a double wide. I can't. I say double wide for entertainment purposes, but it was a modular home, okay. and uh, that you know they, they and and it was a homicide. A gentleman that was was killed at and it could have been an accident at the hands of his his. Uh, his grandson playing with a gun, and <laughs> he was so. Oh God! I, you know, I hate to, I hate to laugh at that. That's <laughs> that, the way you put that. That's just kind of funny. I'm sorry. What did I say? It's <laughs> the so way you, the way you say. Well, you know, I get playing with a gun, but let me tell you what how this dovetails into what we're talking about. Okay. And when the nine one one call come in, they said. Somebody shot my, you know, callers on the line said four black guys shot his grandpa. <laughs> well, and I remember, I remember being <laughs> at the courthouse with a bunch of cops when that, when the, what they call a plectron, when the ambulance, all this stuff's getting, you know, the cavalry is, is mounting up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember getting in a car because I was in a detective role. I, I had, you know, probably a hooded sweatshirt because that's what I was famous for. But, I just remember this rookie cop saying, I know right where I was just at that house three days ago. And I said, okay, he goes, you want to ride with me? Because I had an unmarked car. You know, I didn't have red lights or nothing. So I remember getting in this with this zit-faced 22-year-old kid at the courthouse. He turns all his red lights and siren on in the parking lot of the courthouse at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And he, and he, I'll just never forget, he cuts the wheel hard, as hard as, it, we're, now we're parked where it says police cars only, like parallel parked on the, on a street, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, it's a downtown, I mean, you're, you're four blocks from the Missouri State Capitol, there is people shopping, people carrying babe, what whatever stuff is out there, is out there, and I never forget, we're in park, he starts his thing up, he turns his red lights and siren on, and he turns that wheel, and he floors it, and lays this big old Starsky and Hutch black mark, a big old black mark. And then he's got to immediately jam on the brakes because every block has stoplights and our lights red. So he made this giant, and then they had to hit the brakes and stop because we had a red light. And then, you know, he looks both ways and he lays a black mark. He goes to the next block, and now we're kind of going down the hill. Hits the brakes, looks both ways. Lays another black mark and takes off, and I'm like, dude, I, wh- what is going on? Hey, and 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 these dispatchers, these dispatchers are relaying this thing like like uh, uh, like Joe Buck at a Cardinals game. And it's like they got three hooded sweatshirts. They got this, and they're and and, and we're going to be the point guard. I mean, we're the car. We're we're the man, you know what I mean? I got zit face and and <laughs> the guard. We're gonna be the first one. So they're these dispatchers are relaying this stuff to us play by play, just like that. And the caller says there's four of them, and and you know, and and they're on foot. Just you just can't imagine. And I I I vividly remember looking over at this kid driving, and I said, "There ain't been a black dude drive," you know. If there's a black guy in that neighborhood, he's freaking lost. Or he's a cop driving out there looking for, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it just does not, it just does not sound feasible to me. And we get out there and Grandpa's laid on the front porch like a, like a lung shot. When people get shot, I don't know if you guys deer hunt or anything, 
but when you shoot these deer, they run until they die, right? Yes. People are the same way. So he's sprawled out in the front yard off the porch, like, and he had he has spewed light pink, pink frothy blood, just like a deer uh-huh. from his lazy boy <laughs> out into the yard. Yeah. And this kid was trying to concoct his story, and, and when I say concoct his story, now Zitface, dude, he's on scene, he's on the radio, he's he's calling, he's calling. He, you just can't even imagine all the stuff. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, this is like chips on steroids. This is like, <laughs> you know what I mean, I don't even know. They got a freaking helicopter inbound. I mean, they got, they've got the state police helicopter is going to be there any second now because we got four black guys ra- running through a neighborhood in the suburbs. You know, out there where this is at. You somebody know? else. Somebody yeah. Else uh, oh, shot, dude, you got man. city cars coming out because we're in, actually in the county, so. Technically, the black and whites are supposed to stay, but yeah, the cavalry's coming, and I never forget looking at this kid. I sit him in the front of that black and white, or not, our car wasn't black and white; it was white. But sitting him in the front seat of that cop car, and I said, "Tell me what happened." And this is kind of breaks a little rules because he's a juvenile, you know what I mean? And 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 he's he's telling the third story. Now I've heard him tell a story out there to me and his it face. Then I told him to hear. I mean, whatever this kid's saying, you know what I mean? He, you know, he was. It's it's like this guy was. You know, the first one looked like LeBron James. The second one looked like, you know, uh, uh, I can't even uh, Tiger Woods. And the third one, you know what I mean? This kid's coming up with crazy shit. So, I just put him on the spot and said, "Why did you shoot your grandpa?" He said, "Well, it was an accident." And I said, "Well, uh, accidents happen." He goes, "I didn't shoot him." And I said, "Well, that's okay, son." I know you did. And um, anyhow. <laughs> make a super long story even longer this guy had so <laughs> much stuff you remember those rear mirror flat screens first come out it was like a rear projector that oh was, okay. mm-hmm. you know like yeah. four or five foot thick or whatever yeah. it took four people to, to move it okay well, this, this double wide had like a midline in the middle you know where they join the halves together so there's like a wall down the center you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. and this this old man had a lazy boy with a one of them stand up ashtrays, you know, where the ashtrays right at the arm height of your lazy boy. Right. Oh, and then he had a little lamp and a, like a coffee table thing on one side with big button remote and some other stuff. But there was so much stuff in that house, that rear, that, that flat screen projector thing. When you put your feet up on that lazy boy, cause that's where he was shot. He was shot with his feet up on the lazy boy. There was, there was less guy. There was not enough room to walk between this old man and the big screen TV. That's how much stuff he had hoarded in this house. Wow. Oh, jeez. Just like a little old narrow footpath if the if the lazy boy thing was down. How'd he get out then? Well, and, and, you know, he was shot under the right armpit through the lungs. And what I think happened is it was, a, I think it was a Winchester, little octagon barrel 22, and we surmise... Because the kid was a dipshit. I mean, there was a whole lot of juvenile <laughs> problems, which is the reason why he was with Grandpa in the first place. Um, that he either found that gun or he come in and challenged the old man when the old man reached out and grabbed it by the barrel and tried to pull it away from the kid. He ended up shooting himself, basically, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. once he got shot, he, he, he tried to go out to either find the name, you know, to get help of some sort and expired out on the front step. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, the day or two or three after we cleared that house for the family, the first thing they did was they had dueling dumpsters. They had two of them sitting side <laughs> to side and they were throwing every single thing in it. <laughs> so funny. Uh, it's just, it's just, That's a you tragic know, you- story. You spend a lifetime accumulating stuff. <laughs> and just throw it out in the, the trash. Anyway. Yep. You know, it's, that's exactly right. I thought this the other day. I told somebody, as I got older, I decided I'm going to start collecting money. Because it just seems to... Be the only thing nobody throws away. It's, well, bullshit. You don't know some of my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> I live at Lake the Ozarks. I see watch people throw money away right and left. <laughs> oh man! Oh, 
So anyway, I don't. I, I didn't forgot. I had a couple garbage stories, and I forgot what I was going to tell. They weren't near as, you know. I never found any bodies. We used to do these trash pulls, where, you know, if you had some in-depth, multi-level criminal investigation against somebody, you'd go. They'd call them trash pulls, where you'd go out on their trash night and take their trash mm-hmm. back to the station and pick through it to see what you know to, to find Dude. some evidence. Yeah. So you mean so you mean every night on the garbage truck we were involved in an investigation? Dude, yeah. we always... sure, you guys went through and found good oh, stuff. Oh, oh, listen, man, you don't even. I, yeah. the, I mean, now that now that I'm, I can't be prosecuted, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we used to go. <laughs> I mean, what else? What else are you gonna do when you're standing on the back of a garbage truck, and the next stop's three quarters of a mile down the road? We go dig the trash. I mean, we used to go get Marlboro Miles, uh, <laughs> Camel Bucks, uh, right? Mountain Dew. What? What was the, they had some giveaway? Pepsi. Hey, hey, you never. What, what do you think a uh, bowling ball does when it's frozen and you take it out of the back of the garbage truck and throw it on the ground? Did you? I didn't know you could freeze it. Freeze yeah, I didn't know you can freeze it. Shattered, didn't it? <laughs> Shattered, just like the TV did. That, <laughs> wow! Wait a second! Wait a second! I never did. <laughs> oh, I bet you did. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, there's some. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised if people throw out. I don't know. You know, I I had a little. I bought for my youngest boy or my oldest boy a little John Deere pedal track. Uh, not pedal track, but you know the rechargeables. And and when he got on it as like maybe eighteen months old or two years old. He hit the pedal, and the first thing he did was crash it, and he never wanted anything to do with it. So it sat around my house. My daughter used it, and my youngest boy used it. And I remember sitting that on the curb, and the trash man stopped it. And I don't remember if it was too complicated. I don't know why he, because I put it out there with the trash, you know. And he jumped off, and he'd seen me, and and he says, is it a run? I said, yeah. And he said, you got the charging cord. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you mind if I leave it here? I said, the charging cord's in the house, but yeah. I said, and I don't remember why my wife wanted to throw it away. Maybe because it was faded or whatever. And he said, "Can I? Can, would you leave it here? Can I come back and get it later? And I said, yeah, I'll put it right here. And I put it right by my garage door, put the charging cord with it. You come one back man's, and get it. One yeah, man's one trash. Man's trash is another man's treasure. That's right. It's another man's treasure. You know, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, before we sign off here tonight. Yeah. You, uh. How are you getting words of wisdom for what's going on in the world right now? I mean, we're trying we're trying to entertain people. At, give them a little. I, you laugh, know, I, you know. I, is there anything you got? Any words of wisdom? Send us off. Well, my mom would say, "Get right with Jesus," because you don't know when He's coming back. But I think I said it last time. And and if they keep this up, and some people are gonna meet Jesus. You know. Because I, you know, I seen them boys send the Minnesota guard out the other day. You know, they called their uh, Red Bull Brigade in Minnesota. They have a bunch of infantry guys, mechanized infantry. And back in the day, now my war stats are off because I've been down here in the woods and retired. Um, but 15 year, 10, 12 years ago, there Minnesota was second only to Texas on losing guard members. Uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, Texas had the most kids that got killed. Minnesota had the second most kids. So when I see these 26, 27 year old kids standing up there at the Capitol with an M4 on the street somewhere, and I see these college age Antifa type protesters throwing bricks and rocks, the last thing I'd throw a brick, a rock or a Molotov cocktail at is some 26, 27 year old kid that's been in a sandbox two or three times. And it's probably dealing with some emotional issues Anyway, does that make sense? Oh, it makes oh, yeah. a lot of so, sense. So I just do not understand how stupid them people can be. Well, I tell because- you one uh, one another thing that they're being stupid about is when they're going out in front of highways and they're they're blocking the highways on both sides, and then they're yeah. parading around, and then when the traffic try to stop, that, hey, and then they sit there know. and start kicking the cars and stuff like that, and then well, they wonder like what happens when they get ran over. You know, the truck driver, the tanker truck you see it on national news. I guess he got through before they put the barricades up. So he ran up on the ramp, and those people thought that they were free on the interstate, and he went rolling up the ramp, and then, of course, then he got panicky. He eventually stopped, and they pulled him out and kicked the shit out of him. But um, that'll teach him to stop. Uh, 
anybody that jump on the interstate, I mean, I drive up a four lane. It's not an interstate. It's a controlled highway every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And there is everything under sun. Possums, armadillos. I mean, we got armadillos by the truckload killed. Deer. Yeah. It, why on God's green earth would you jump out in the highway and not expect to get killed? It's beyond me. But it's, I think that's a city deal. That's a city deal. Now, there ain't no... There ain't no country boys in them, you know what I mean? Because no, that's called self-entitlement. I, yeah, I mean, how stupid can you be to block a damn highway? Or, I can't believe some of them ain't burnt themselves. Yeah. Or, you know, the way they're lighting. But when I saw them light that church on fire, it's been there since 1815 in Washington, D.C. That's when I, 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 I ain't got no use for them now. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, so... Um, I don't even know, I, and but I think as we talk pre-podcast, I don't think it's got, you know, for a couple million years, mankind has got to done kind of what they wanted to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you were a caveman and you were a big enough caveman, you could kill the mastodon or you could, you could kill the bear and you could be the baddest son of a gun until somebody knocked you off or you got syphilis and died or whatever. But <laughs> you could do it. Okay, you can do it. Like Alexander the Great, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. in some ways, he was he was pre-Antifa, right? He mm-hmm. just he just yeah. kept on a conquering. And you could either submit to his rule. Yeah, that's the way it was. They burnt some shit. They, they raped, robbed, and pillaged, okay? So the last couple hundred years, that has slowed down. And whether it's Western values, Judeo-Christian values, whatever you want to call it, Mankind, so when I see looting and writing stuff, I just see mankind going right back to where they've been for a million years, you know? So, you know, I watch these talking heads on TV saying, well, you know, we need to do this or some policy or some, you know, I think tank is going to do this or we're going to do that. No, you know, that is primal to go. And it pro- some of it looks like fun. I'll be honest with you. So these people are probably having fun. Just doing whatever the hell they want, you know. And uh, I don't think any any amount of of kumbaya is going to put the genie back in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I agree with you. It, it's out. And and when you these people realize that, you know, in the greater Minneapolis, well, Minneapolis proper was six hundred thousand people, and they got eight hundred cops. Hmm. So I I can't do my math because I got my shoes on. But let's just do it real quick on my phone it says that is 800,000 or what I say 800,000 right or 600,000 600,000 that's how many zeros Six, <laughs> divided by yeah. 800 equals so there's 750 cats for every cop that just ain't good odds no you know, you know okay I, everybody here's got to fight 750 people just to break even no. So, I think the good odds is- for any Spartan soldier. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. Even the, even they got whacked, didn't they? At the end. That's right. That's right. I didn't see the movie. Well, I mean, you I had to see the movie it, but... to understand that part. <laughs> that was the scene in the movie. <laughs> I. Uh huh. So I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm rambling so much. It just breaks my heart to see the. Uh, Part of it, I'm glad because I always said when the collapse come, I wanted to be here. Uh, and when and when I was young enough to help my kids fight it off, but the other part of it just breaks my heart to see how uh, the world is in real life. You know, I thought COVID well, I, was bad enough because I couldn't go on vacation. This makes it even worse. Well, I think the bottom line is is it will all get resolved one way or another. The world's going to keep on going. I, that's a good way to say it. One way yeah. or another, right? Yeah, hey, exactly. St- hey, as we stand out here looking out at the ocean, crashing wave after wave over the sands, you just realize how small we are, how uh-huh. significant we are, and huh? how long that those waves have been crashing on that shore. They're going to keep long going. Before, long before we're here and long after. So, yep, right. So on that note, I think uh, you guys stay safe. Maybe Todd and I will come back from vacation, but I know Maybe. two things we're not doing: we're not delivering any mail, and we're not picking up any garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's better than the post office down here keeps delivering all this garbage. What's with all this? 
mailers and stuff. Hey, listen, we're we're losing money. We're, you better enjoy it before we go broke. <laughs> that's a hey. That's another. That's another episode. That's another episode. I got that one lined up. Okay. <laughs> okay. See ya. All Bye. right, gentlemen. Enjoy that vacation. You too. Bye. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go daddy sites dot com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called after the shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter dot com forward slash podcast underscore from thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all until next time Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>